The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at no! Here's a little secret with what I do at the Rod Peterson Show. I've made a career of it. I don't care whether you like me or you don't like me, but when you watch my show, I just want you to feel something. How about that? Whether you're happy or you're sad or you're angry or you're proud, I just want you to feel something. Because a lot of times you'll read a column or watch a show and say, eh. That's never been the hallmark of what I do. I want to make you think. I want to make you feel something. And it's worked. And if you don't agree with me, I'll be fine. This is the Rod Peterson Show. And that's what we're doing today. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Great to be here in this business. Great to be anywhere. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and the radio WQEE Metro Atlanta. Shout out to the uh, folks down there in the Peach uh, State and our good friend Ryan, our radio flying the ship, and all those ca cool cats in the control room of Game Plus TV in Tirana anchoring our show out of there. I want to hear from them today with the audience participation, but more than anything, I want to hear from Darren Moose DuPont, the co-host and the president of the whole shebang. I hope you're ready to have some fun today. You have your Seattle Kraken tracksuit on today. I see that. Uh, is that because they've won four in a row and they're one of the hottest teams in the NHL, Moose, or was it laundry day? A little column A, a little column B. They uh, slapped around the Leafs the other night, so uh, got that going. And sorry, I just looked down. Not that we need to throw everything off, but breaking news this morning, Cliff Kingsbury yes. fired. Hi, Cliff that. Kingsbury, the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, fired today, uh, minutes ago. Yeah, we'll jump into that, but uh, we'll dissect that. I want to hear from the Cardinals fans, of which there are many who watch this show when we do air in the state of Arizona on Game Plus TV. The guests today, however, are hockey people. Joey Kenward from Sportsnet 650 Vancouver. We'll talk about the plight of the Canucks and also WHL trades. The deadline is on Tuesday. The arms race. Locked and loaded, man. My brother thinks the trades are done. Uh, everybody's talking about it in the hockey world. And Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL Radio going to join us. He just gave my tweet a like. So I'm, he's in my good books today. Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL Radio. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please? Directly, please. I must get down to it. How about that? Uh, by the way, who didn't see the firing of Cliff Kingsbury coming? That's all that I'll say. Uh, they've made... Kyler Murray, top five highest paid quarterbacks in the league. He didn't do spit this year. They didn't have their top guns. DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games of the year. J.J. Watt for a lot of it. Uh, the general manager, Steve Kime, took a leave of absence. So we'll dissect that when we look ahead to the NFL uh, playoff picture. Who's in, who's out? 
But Black Monday, man, the Houston Texans couldn't wait Sunday for Black Monday. They fired Lovey Smith, their head coach, Monday night. But two have fallen now, Lovey Smith and Cl Cliff Kingsbury, since the NFL season ended. But I'm opening with hockey because that's the one thing I have to be honest with you that I've realized, Darren, between our viewers in Florida, the Canadian prairies, our strongest regions, the tie that binds is the hockey. So Max Domi scored at 104 of overtime. He had a helper as well as the Chicago Blackhawks got their second straight win, 4-3 over the Calgary Flames, whom were opening, opening a vital five-game road trip. Elias Lindholm had a power play goal and an assist and Nazem Kadri and Jonathan Huberdeau also scored for the Flames. Starting goalie Jacob Markstrom was yanked after allowing three goals and 11 shots and replaced by Dan Vladar. We're obviously going to come back on that because I watched that game after the Dolphins game, which was a huge part of our Sunday. And I I'm sitting there watching the game going, how are the Flames losing? I don't need the hockey, the new hockey lingo and speak. I don't need analytics, zone time, attempted shots. I can see for myself they're dominating the Chicago Blackhawks, but they're losing. And they ended up losing the game. So what I've zeroed this in on is that the Calgary Flames continually play down to their competition all the time. Chicago Blackhawks have the worst team in the NHL and the Flames Trailed them all game on the scoreboard, not on the ice. I don't understand it other than to say, then the Flames will beat the really good teams, Darren, and they'll go, ah, yeah, they're good. They are who we thought they were. They're a good team. But then they go up against Chicago and soil themselves. So the Flames have, well, we're about at the halfway mark. You know, they got to start figuring it out soon. They're still in a playoff spot, and Daryl Sutter, the head coach, was very happy they got a point out of the game. But the Flames have to stop playing down to their competition. That's what ails them right now. And with Jacob Markstrom, by the way, sorry to spend so much time on the Calgary Flames, but we're very big, very big in Calgary. Bingo! On TELUS, Channel 920. Yeah, 924. Jacob Markstrom, you got to figure it out, brah. Talked with Kelly Rudy about this. Right, Kelly isn't in the Hall of Fame. Probably should be. Hall of Fame human being, obviously. But I said to him once, Kelly, you're traveling with the team. And he's been with the Flames for years as their color commentator. I'm like, do they ever ask you about goaltending issues with their guy? And he's like, I think you were standing there when I asked it. And he was like, um, no. He's like, come to think of it, no. Well, Kelly's been through all this stuff. If you know his career, then he was my favorite goalie as a kid. One of them. So I know that he's been through it. Why would you not... I guess I'll just ask you this before I move on. Jacob Markstrom with the Flames, he's got to find his way out of it, Darren. Unless you think he is what he's showing. No, he has to. He is their cornerstone. He needs to be. If a team's going to make a run, and we saw it when Calgary made the run in 04, Mika Kiprasov was so good. You need to have goaltending, and they think Jacob Markstrom's their guy. I think they believe that he's their guy. And you need to give people time to figure things out. But eventually, he has to get this going, or this is going to be a lost season and a real big mistake for Calgary. Everybody wants to talk about the shots last night, and you, you can control play, and you can put up all the shots you want. But I saw a stat on Twitter, and again, I need to be fact-checked on it, but in games where the Flames have put up more than 30 shots, they're below 500. They're below 500. So finding a way to bear down and just win these, these games that they need to win... Um, they have to in the second half of the season. But that is a direct pointing the finger at the goaltending. 
It's like we're getting the shots at the other end. Shot volume, as they like to say. And then they come back the other way. Bing, it's in our net. What? It's deflating to a team. Markstrom's got to figure it out. And you can't point the finger at the general manager, Brad Tree Living, either. He went out and gave him $6 million a year on a long-term deal, seven years, I think, because of what he did in Vancouver. We know you're capable of it, Jacob. You got to wake up. He knows all these things, but I'm a, I'm a goalie guy, but it's on Jacob Markstrom right now. He's got to figure this out because everybody else is pulling the load as far as I'm concerned. Um, seven minutes all on the Calgary Flames. You're welcome, Calgary. In Dallas, Jason Robertson scored two goals and Jake Ottinger made 27 saves to lead the Dallas Stars past Florida 5-1. I watched it. It was a snoozer. Here's the thing with Florida. They can beat the underlings. They can't beat the top teams. I'm not sure what's worse. <laughs> that or what the Flames got going on. I don't know. Winnipeg, Kyle Connor had a hat trick, and Winnipeg extended its winning streak to a season-best five games with a 7-4 win over Vancouver. And I will uh, wait until Scott Laughlin joins us in Hour 2 to talk about the Jets and when do we start talking about them as Stanley Cup contenders because I think we're there. And Johnny Tavares had a goal and two assists in Philadelphia. Mitch Marner had three assists, and the Leafs beat Philadelphia 6-2. For our Eastern viewers and Leaf fans, do you want to handle that, uh, Moose? How are the Leafs coming out of the weekend, from your opinion? Yeah, nice rebound there. Again, didn't play very well against uh, Seattle. Got it taken to him against Seattle. Managed the split, so it's good. Not bad. Up and down. Um, Austin Matthews, I mean, he, he got the sixth goal. He continues to not really drive the boat offensively. It's Nylander and, Mar and Marner, but he got his 20th goal, and... Uh, all is well again after the loss against Seattle. Uh, from our viewers, just checking it in, Allie in Texarkana says, it totally happens, and Dallas does that too, Rod. Hence, losing to the Ducks, playing down to your opposition. Matt Young says, uh, he says, Santa, I am like Minnesota Vikings win. Okay. There are seven teams that made the playoffs in the NFL this year that didn't last year, and the Vikings are one of them. I love it. I love it so much. Um, yeah, I got to stop. Get out of the comment section. Other than to say Jack in uh, Alberta. Regarding the firing of Cliff Kingsbury this morning, he says, never been a Cardinals fan, just a Larry Fitzgerald fan. There's a lot of hard luck franchises in America. The Arizona Cardinals are near the top of the list for their fans, man. They've been crappy for a long time. And it looks like the window was open there for a while. They were in a Super Bowl, as you know. But they're not yeah. going back there anytime soon. Uh, where are we? Lots of time here. This is the warm-up. We're in the quick six show topics to the NFL. Aaron Rodgers threw a late interception, and the Green Bay Packers lost 20-16 to to the Detroit Lions on Sunday night to fall short of the NFL playoffs. Uh, they fell short against the Lions, who had been eliminated from the playoffs earlier Sunday when the Seahawks beat the L.A. Rams 19-16 in overtime. Seattle earned the NFC's final playoff spot. And they're going to play San Francisco in the opening round. It's only Monday. we got all week to look forward to next weekend's NFL wildcard round. The one thing that came out, two, two things came out for me. Tom Brady's in the playoffs again, and Bill Belichick is not. To quote Cactus Jack Wells, and it all turned out nice again. Who needs whom, Bill? Oh, yeah. And the other is in L.A., Sean McVay. I don't know if you saw going into the game, uh, the Rams-Seattle game, 
Sean McVay had, I guess, said that he'd had some offers from television. He was considering getting out of the coaching game and to get into the television game. A la John Gruden stuff, you know? He's the youngest winning, uh, youngest Super Bowl winning coach of all time. I think he's only 36. Do you get the Chunky Soup commercials in Canada like we get in the U.S. with Sean McVay in them? He's very charismatic. The yes. camera loves him. He could be that guy. But I would just say this. I would caution anybody to not listen to a guy who's considering packing it in on the final week of the regular season. Look at Tom Brady. Tom retired after last year, lasted 41 days because he was emotional, you know, making emotional decisions. Sean McVay saying he's worn out coaching the Rams and their 12 losses this year, the most ever by any team coming off a Super Bowl win. It's a different era now. And I think sitting here 50,000 feet up, you're looking down going, the Rams went all in. We've talked about it a million times. They couldn't bring everybody back. Cooper Cup was hurt. Matthew Stafford was hurt. OBJ's not there. They had to get rid of Von Miller. It's not the same team. This is exactly what you wanted to happen. So why is there so much heat on Sean McVay and everybody's spit-talking him? He, he delivered, too. Did they think they were going to win it this year? No, there's no way. You know, that they thought they, they had a chance. I mean, if all, if all the stars align and you brought all the guys back, you've got a great, young, bright coach and all those things, maybe. But when you look at McVay, and I've been kind of seeing the coverage, he's young. He's, you know, got a young wife. And I think they've got a, new, a young child as well, a new child. He's in L.A. So, you know, it's, it's a tough season. He could go into a studio job in L.A., do the half times, the pre-games, that kind of stuff, not have to travel. He's still young. Do that for four or five years while his kid's growing up and then go back on the sidelines in his mid-40s and still be a young head coach. And if he decided to come back then at any point, he'd be highly coveted. You know, any team would want him that has a vacancy. So I think he holds all the cards to do whatever he wants to do. There's no doubt that he does, but I'll just say, I caution anybody not to listen to somebody in the pressure cooker situation like that. Give him a few weeks. The other thing that, not like I haven't been around football and hockey people my whole life, they're afraid to get out of the game, though, even for a little while. And I've talked to panelists on both sides of the border, guys like Jimmy Johnson, I've been around. You know, well, Bradshaw never coached as far as I know. But when you're, when you're basically, when you're going to the panel, you're staying there. You know, Tony Dungy. So I would say to Sean McVay, don't go to the panel until you're done. Because I've asked Matt Dunning at TSN, you know, does this replace being on the sidelines? He's like, no. You've been around Dunning and now you know how he talks. <laughs> right? Yes. So I would say coach as for as long as you can coach, Sean. That would be my take on that. I see a lot of the junior fans have showed up, and I appreciate it. We are a hockey show foist. The Regina Pats, point three. God's team welcomed Connor Bedard home from the World Junior Hockey Championship on Sunday, and the MVP for Team Canada responded by scoring four goals, added two helpers, and the Pats routed the Calgary Hitmen 6-2. Meanwhile, in Winnipeg, Zach Benson scored thrice and added an assist as the Winnipeg Ice dumped the visiting Portland Winterhawks 6-3. Two major trades going down on Sunday, and these names have uh, World Junior 
connotations. The Winnipeg Ice acquiring forward Zach Astapchuk from the Vancouver Giants in exchange for forward Skyler Bruce and Connor Dale. Prospects Hudson Landmark and Owen Breeze. A first and fifth round pick in the 2024 draft. First round pick in 2025. First round pick in 2026. And in Everett... The silver tips have officially finalized the trade. There's the Vancouver-Winnipeg trade. And you fellas, do you have the uh, Everett-Kamloops trade? Uh, the tips sending defenseman Olin Zellweger and forward Ryan Hofer to the Kamloops Blazers. There you go. Nice work for a package including Drew Winglot, Caden Hamill, Ryland Pierce, forward Jack Backer, and 10, 10 WHL Bantam draft picks. Too numerous to mention here. So there you go. Uh, a little later on here in hour one, Joey Kenward's going to be joining us to talk about that. So I understand, you know, some of our Florida friends have said, when you talk about the junior, it loses us. I'm sorry. It's what everybody's talking about in the Canadian prairies right now. Western Canada, as a matter of fact. And I think out in the Eastern Canada with the O and the Q, they're talking about it too. We're going to have to break here time-wise, and we'll come back and discuss it a little more. My brother was texting me last night. Um, I'm trying to, he said what, which trade it was. I think it was the Zollweger trade. He's like, okay, they're done now. And then the Ostapchuk trade came down. And I think the biggest thing here from my sphere is everybody's tearing apart Connor Bedard's decision. People in the Queen City, the sweatpants capital, tearing apart Connor Bedard's decision to not be traded and finish his career with the Regina Pats Hockey Club, a team that's going nowhere, unfortunately, and people are calling him selfish, saying that if he really cared about the franchise that he says he's so loyal to, he, they would allow him to trade him for a, 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 a haul like this. So we can kick that around. I want to get to the NLL thing. Bernie Kosar fired on Sunday for making a bet from the Bengals radio crew. How about that? And the Natties tonight, Georgia TCU. So we got a lot to get to. We'll be right back. We're only halfway through the quick six. It's the RP Show, and we are live on Game Plus TV, YouTube TV, and WQEE Radio. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. It is your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. And as we've said many times, it's uh, over the course of this program's existence. This is now episode number 913. We are The View for sports fans. It's a daily talk show talking about what's up in sports. That's what we do. As Chris Jones would say, don't get it twisted. And let's bring in the moose now. Uh, all kinds of topics are on the table. We're also the most interactive show for broadcast as we are on radio, television, and streaming. David in Winnipeg writes in and says, Happy Monday, RP and Moose. He's watching on Game Plus TV where we're carried on Bell MTS Cable out there in beautiful Winnipeg. He says, it's hard to believe that with all the talent that has passed through the Western Hockey League, that the only number one overall picks have been Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Chris Phillips. Connor Bedard should be one of the most clear-cut choices ever. Also start believing in the Jets as possible contenders for at least a couple of playoff rounds. Um, what you looking at, brah? The Dubs got all kinds of number one overall picks. Mike Medano, Wendell Clark, Doug Wickenheiser. Talking about my era there. There's been a ton of Western Hockey League picks. And for as far as the others go, there's a lot of great hockey players in the world. So it doesn't, I'm just fine with it. Off the top of your head, Moose, who comes? I think I named, nailed some of them. Yeah. Wendell was my first choice when you were reading that. I'm like, what about Wendell? You know, and uh, right. there's a lot. There's, there's a lot. Um, but you're right. But, the, yeah. you know, David's right. Bedard will be clear-cut, one of the most unanimous selections uh, in a while. I mean, he's up there with the McDavid's and the Crosby's. Uh, John Ohm, Ohm writes in and says, if Connor Bedard asked to be traded to a Memorial Cup contender, the haters would be all over that too. Poor kid, can't win for trying to be humble. Leave the kid alone. Let's give him another gong. Way to go, John. I'm with you. The kids learning lessons real young in life. Do what's best for you. You tick a lot of people off when you do that. You tick a lot of people off when you do that. Go and read my top 10, my 10 weekend things column. It's at rodpeterson.com right now where I discuss this. The best thing for the Regina Pats is trading Connor Bedard, but because he's such a key figure in Regina Pats history, this is different. And I think the good karma is going to spill over by not trading him, by empowering him and allowing him to make this decision. Interesting. There's a good one from Oleg in Winnipeg. I don't know why I'm gonging it, but I like it. He says, don't forget Gordy Kluzak from Climax, Saskatchewan. Gord Kluzak, number one, Boston Bruins. There's a ton of them. Ew. Ted from Red Deer writes in he's watching in arizona he says can we get a jersey recap before i vote thank you ted he always reminds me to remind you and myself 
of the poll today for Capital Auto Mall Universal Collision Center with dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. We do, it's round two of our NHL reverse retro jersey bracket. And today, this is Moose, put it all on Moose. He put the <laughs> Vancouver Canucks up against the Winnipeg Jets. And there it is. Uh, unfortunately, Winnipeg, sorry, unfortunately, Pittsburgh beat Florida last week. I'm trying to get a body of work here on there. It is. I'm voting for Winnipeg. I kind of like anything blue on blue is for me. The Vancouver Canucks, I still don't know what that thing is on the chest. Just not a fan. I've just never been a Vancouver guy until uh, I go there. Vancouver's got to win me over. How about that? On Twitter, 60% of us, yeah, 60% on Twitter are voting for the Winnipeg Jets. Moose, you voted for Vancouver. That's your favorite jersey out of all of them, right? What are they saying on them. YouTube, yep. Clark? Oh, okay. Winnipeg's winning at 74%, but we've also seen in a sort of Biden-Trump thing, somebody come from the back of the pack and come back and win over 24 hours. So, yeah, get your votes in. This is interesting. few things. Ryan in New York, I've been thinking of him a lot, and I'll tell you why. Ryan says, good day to the Rod Squad from Saratoga, New York. No more having to feel miserable as a New York Jets fan. Now until September, on the hockey. <laughs> Let's go, Devils. Uh, the New York Jets now have, I believe, the longest playoff drought. Well, for sure in the NFL, it goes back to, what, 2012? And the longest playoff drought of the big four leagues is owned by the Sacramento Kings and the NBA. And then it's the Jets, who are actually tied with the Buffalo Sabres. And I'm very excited to see Tage Thompson when the Sabres come through. Well, no, sorry, NHL All-Star Weekend. He'll be coming through here, Sunrise, Florida. The Buffalo Sabres will not. But that Tage Thompson is something special, man. And uh, anyways, because junior hockey is right in my heart, it's in my DNA, there's an interesting question here from Jason in Red Deer. He says, how much do junior players really care about the teams they play for? Not many. To many, it's just another stepping, stepping stone to get to the big dance. It's an interesting question. You've known a lot of junior hockey players. I've known a lot of junior hockey players, worked in it full-time for 20 years. I would say some, they're all different. And when we hosted the Memorial Cup, Canada's national junior championship for hockey, junior hockey, I, I really noticed then. We put the call out to all the Pats alumni to see who showed up and who didn't kind of tells you who cares and who doesn't. Some guys never look back. They leave, they never look back. Some guys are back every summer, <laughs> you know? So it's yeah. different for, for everybody. Um, Arlen Bruce III writes in, AB3, Canadian Football League great. He says, uh, new week, the RP show is lit. Do you think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders and Sean Payton goes to Denver? Black Monday is real. Yes, AB3, uh, we've had two coach firings in the NFL now in 24 hours. Today, Cliff Kingsbury of the Arizona Cardinals. Sunday night, Lovey Smith of the Houston Texans. And I don't think they're done yet. I did talk to a Vegas guy today. He says Derek Carr's days with the Raiders are done. <coughs> I did not. <coughs> I apologize. I'm still sick fighting my way through this thing. I'm all hopped up on cold medication. So if I sound more loopy than normal, that's why. Um, I know, again, daytime talk. We're getting turning into squirrels real early here today, Moose. But 
Would you believe that Derek Carr's days are done in Vegas? And if so, could you see Aaron Rodgers leaving Green Bay to Vegas? Aaron, what did he say yesterday? He pulled a Mark Shifley after the game last night. Aaron Rodgers says, I want to see what the team's doing before I decide what I want to do, which makes complete sense. Yeah, and there was a rookie on the Detroit Lions that came up to Aaron Rodgers after the game, like this happens every game, and, and asked him for his jersey, right, to do the jersey swap. And Aaron said to him, I think I'll hold on to this one. And, you know, Adam Schefter posted that clip of it on, on social media, and we're going to read into that. We're going to say, well, his last game ever in Green Bay with the Packers, he's going to want to keep that jersey as memento. He's made up his mind that it's his last game. I don't know if that's the case, but we're going to speculate for a long time about it, and it appears that we're going to have an off-season, get ready for it, watching around the clock on ESPN, where is Aaron Rodgers going? What's he doing? He won't be at the OTAs. He oh. won't be at the minicamps. You know, he'll be visiting Nashville. He'll be visiting these, the Vegas. And the rumors will be rampant all off-season. That reminds me. Thanks for the reminder. That's why we don't talk about it here. We talk about other things because I get sick of it. I get sick of the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I've never met him. I hear he's a nice guy, but I'm just sick of the talk. Ryan in New York says, by the way, it's 2010 since the Jets have been in the playoffs, and that is the longest playoff drought. Uh, and Jack in Alberta points out we should hear, no, Jeff the Stamps fan says we should hear where Nathan Rourke signs soon. I got to call my Vegas guy back because I meant to ask him what he's hearing about where Nathan Rourke is going to go, the BC Lions quarterback. I think it's today that he's eligible to sign in the National Football League. So by the end of the week, I've said Las Vegas. You said where, did you say? Minnesota? I said somewhere like Minnesota. A situation like yeah, Minnesota's, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, to a couple more fun things before we bring in Joe Kenward. Sportsnet 650 Vancouver, former voice of the Swift Current Broncos and Vancouver Giants. We'll get into the dub arms race with him. NLL Week 6. I love me some NLL. And I'm in year 7 of that since I got hooked on the league going to the games. Here's what happened Week 6. The Las Vegas Desert Dogs are winless at home. How about that? Wayne Gretzky's NLL expansion team can't win at home. They lost 14-9 to the Philadelphia Wings in Michelob Arena in Vegas on Friday night. I could not stay up too late to watch it. It didn't start till 10.30 on ESPN News. Rochester is still unbeaten. They're 17-9. They beat Panther City 17-9. Albany lost to Halifax 14-11. Our Georgia Swarm Moose, all our listeners there in Georgia, are you listening? Hashtag buzzing. Swarm haven't won a game yet. They lost 18-9 to Buffalo. Toronto beat New York's 15-7. Colorado Mammoth <clears throat> raised their banner. They beat the Calgary Roughnecks in Ball Arena 9-8, put up their championship banner from last year. San Diego beat Vancouver 16-11. There's your Week 6 NLL recap. How about this? Point five. Former Cleveland quarterback Bernie Kosar made a costly bet. The Browns fired the beloved Kosar from their pregame radio broadcast before Sunday's season finale against Pittsburgh after he violated NFL policy by placing a wager earlier this week after sports gambling became legal in Ohio. Kosar made a ceremonial bet of $19,000 because he wore number 19 for the Browns. Uh, it's with Tipico Sportsbook. The Browns say they had no choice. But to relieve him of his duties, my guess is he's being paid more by the sports book than he is by the Cleveland radio station. So Bernie's okay with it. But 
kind of tells you the slippery slope, does it not, of this business we're in right now? I don't know. If, I didn't know if you've heard that story or not. So I'm just going to lob that into your lap with what do you think about that? Yeah, it is. And it, it is going to be very, you said tiptoeing around it. It's very crazy. Um, it is because where do you draw the line between it's okay and it's not okay? You know, um, you and I don't officially work for any teams of any kind. I will go place bets on the NFL. And I've been open about that on this show through our sports book and, you know, on the free sites at betregal.net and, and different places like that. Um, no underground bookies or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's funny because when you're on the radio station, that can, obviously considers you tied to it. You just better know, you better know in the position you're in nowadays, if you're within arm's length of the team, what's allowed and what's not allowed. And it's always better to ask first before you start betting. I know. And that's, it's, I've realized this long ago when I've got team personnel, a lot of times broadcasters, but sometimes coaches texting me, DMing me saying, you're so lucky. You get to do your own deals, specifically betting deals. We can't. I'm like, I know, brah. <laughs> One day people will figure out why this is the best space for sure. Did I tell you how much I love Bet Regal, our exclusive <laughs> sports book uh, and betting partner. Sign up today and play for free at betregal.net. Moose, I'll see you in hour two. I know you have thoughts on the natty tonight. Reason to watch live football on a Monday night? Tonight, Georgia TCU. Bulldogs favored by 12 and a half in a championship game at Bet Regal. Unbelievable whopping line there. We'll talk about the game and more later on in hour two. And Scott Laughlin will join us then. But Joey Kenber joins us next. Thanks, Moose. We'll be right back. It's the RP, uh, RP Show. We're live on Game Plus, YouTube, and on the radio, WQEE. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. All right, welcome back, everybody. Your favorite daytime sports talk show is on the air. Game Plus TV available through Alberta and BC on TELUS Channel 924. Streaming on YouTube, of course, and on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM, Metro Atlanta. Uh, Joey Kenwards, longtime friend of ours, Sportsnet 650, Rogers Media, joins us today from the left coast. And Joey, before we get into this WHL arms race, I was just checking your Twitter. 35 years ago today, Pat Quinn was suspended for the rest of the year by the NHL. I don't remember it, dude. Fill me in. What was the story on that? Do you remember? Well, it's quite remarkable. If you think of back then, three plus decades, even that was big news because something like that never really had happened before but at the time for those of you hockey fans or sports fans that might not remember that far back pat quinn was head coach of the la kings at that time but he had on a handshake agreement not known by many people he had made an, an agreement to become the president and gm with the vancouver canucks while he was working behind the bench for los angeles now he's going to go to vancouver the following season well word got out eventually to the league headquarters and at that time the president of the league john ziegler he was not a happy camper so he wound up uh parking pat quinn in the stands for the rest of the year whenever the kings were playing and then eventually quinn eventually came here to the west coast above the border 
to be in charge of the Vancouver Canucks. And that's um, yeah, 35 years ago today. Uh, when we're we're going to talk a lot about transactions coming up here in a moment uh, on both sides of the border. But you talk about such a transaction that was a hefty fine, even in those days, uh, to be suspended for the year, not a player, but as an executive in the league. That's That's quite something. That is, I'm glad I looked that up. That's amazing. So it does go on. Hmm. So now they're just a lot better about keeping it a secret. Anyways, Joey, you, uh, as I mentioned earlier, former voice of the Broncos of the Giants in the Western Hockey Leagues. You're following this very closely like we all are. This arms race. You know, as we get ready for the Memorial Cup in Kamloops, talk, just recap the last 24, 48 hours in the Western League. Are we, are we done ahead of Tuesday's trade deadline now? I think we might be done in the blockbuster variety, but I don't think we're done as far as the number of trades that are going to be made. Now, I know your crew have some uh, graphics to be putting up here, and I want to go to the first deal that was made on the weekend, and this involved the Seattle Thunderbirds. So, Clark, if you can bring that up, this is the deal that uh, saw Colton Dock lead the Kelowna Rockets, and he wound up going uh, to the T-Birds, and there you see the return. Now, that's a lot for a player that's coming off a world junior experience where he's hurt. He is a, a high NHL prospect of the Blackhawks, but a player that's played limited games this year due to multiple injuries and won't be joining an already stacked team for at least another month. Pretty good deal, though, when you're talking about a Seattle club that has totally gone all in, and I think rightly so. We're a league title winner a couple of years ago, a league finalist last year. Uh, they've sold a lot of their future, but they've got a great culture in place down in Kent, Washington, and they've got a good fan base, and they've got a good team. It uh, doesn't come as a surprise that T-Birds pulled the trigger there. Now, the deal that most around the league and around the country, I think, are talking about is the one that involved the upcoming Memorial Cup hosts, and that's the Kamloops Blazers, who made their big whopper of a deal with the Everett Silvertips going after a player that I'm sure they identified even last summer to try to get onto their blue line and that's Olin Zellweger who was such a standout performer for Canada on the world junior stage helping them to back-to-back -back gold medal performances this month. Uh, the price to get a player like Zellweger is quite high and that's something we haven't seen in the WHL in maybe ever as far as the quantity of draft picks that are being exchanged from one team to another. Uh, I know that made a lot of headlines around Western Canada. I'm sure it made a lot of headlines in Ontario and in Quebec, where teams from those leagues are vying for a shot to get to the Memorial Cup. Where this doesn't really surprise me, though, is the fact that it's involving a team that, as we speak today, has a one in four chance of winning the Memorial Cup. And obviously, management and ownership in Kamloops. And remember, that's a storied franchise, a championship franchise in this league. Uh, to make that deal, uh, to give away what they have in the future, that is, uh, I think, a pretty good price to pay to bring in a player that obviously they targeted and obviously that can be a big boost to that locker room moving forward. No matter how far they go in the WHL playoffs, they'll be playing in May. And he certainly makes that team a much more difficult team to play against, Rod. Yeah, and then Vancouver and Winnipeg didn't want to be left out. The Ice have joined the arms race with a Canadian hero. Two-time gold medalist Zach Ostapchuk going to Winnipeg. How much better does do the Ice become with that trade? Well, on paper, you'd think they become better because, I mean, and we're going to see what they gave up in a second here, but like Ostapchuk's captain of Vancouver, 
as you mentioned, a back-to-back gold medal winner for Team Canada, a solid playoff performer. I think he had 24 points through two rounds last year in that surprise run the Giants made out here in, in British Columbia. Look at the price Winnipeg paid, though. Now, they're a team that right now is the best record in the league, Rod, right? And a team that's, yep. you know, on paper, maybe the best in Canada out of all the Canadian-based teams. And that says a lot for the success the ice have had and the success that James Patrick has with the players inside that locker room. But look at what they've given up. Three first-round picks, two players off their roster, and two prospects, plus another draft pick. An eight-for-one deal for a team that hasn't won a thing in the league since they relocated to Winnipeg. They've had good teams, and they lost in the Eastern Final last year to Edmonton. That one caught me really, really by surprise. And now when you look at what they've got left in their draft capital moving forward, not only towards the deadline on Tuesday, but in the years ahead, like over the next four drafts, two of them, they don't have a pick until the seventh round. Like that, that is stunning to me. They're getting a great player. No question about it. They've got a great team. No doubt about it. But that's an indication that this team has pushed all their chips in to try to win the league and get to the Memorial Cup. And if they don't get there, because it's not like Kamloops, right, Rod? They don't have the automatic one and four chance. They've got to win the conference, and then they've got to win who's in the West. They better hope Kamloops wins the West, and they better hope they win the East just to even secure a spot that yeah. way. Great team. To me, that was a really surprising move. And by the way, I want to add yeah, something. Then they well. have. Bar- Bar- Barkley Parnetta, the GM of the Vancouver Giants, he's been applauded around junior hockey circles coast to coast I think he got three first round picks last year at the deadline and in different deals one with Winnipeg and and he got a couple of first rounders in the the deal for Justin Sordoff to Edmonton he got three first rounders in one move yesterday that's pretty impressive in today's junior hockey circles isn't it no doubt the biggest piece of them all is Connor Bedard not going anywhere what are your thoughts on that let alone what you're hearing I don't have a problem with it, to be completely honest with you. Um, I would, I, I, I was saying to people out here all along over the last couple of months that, uh, you know, franchise player, generational player, we're talking about that's the title he's going to have potentially with whatever NHL team he's going to be a part of at the draft this summer. This is one of the best players that the Regina Pats have ever had, and as we've just seen here, even in limited years, he's turning out to be one of the best players in WHL history could he still be moved yes anything's possible but based on those graphics that we just put up and the return for players like Ostopchuk and like Zellweger great players in their own rights Bedard's at a different class and that means the return should be a whole lot higher I just I just can't see any other team with enough bullets in the the roster to be able to to make a deal to get Bedard. Again, anything's possible, Roddy, but I would have been surprised in September if if uh, if Bedard was getting moved, uh, and, and I'd be really, really stunned now if he isn't a Regina Pat after Tuesday. And here's the other thing, too. If Regina gets into the playoffs, and that's a question mark right now in the Eastern Conference, isn't it? But if they get in, and if he gets going, <laughs> and if they get great goaltending from Drew Sim, and, and maybe they make a tweak or two to their roster over the next 48 hours... You want to face that guy in a seven-game series? Time will tell. 
<laughs> wow, it is fun. Very fun to watch. And a wonderful recap and a great job by our crew to throw those boards up. Joey, thanks for this. Always nice to see you, my man. Enjoy the arms race. We'll do it again here through the, uh, through the playoffs. You got it. Thanks again, Roddy. All the best. The, the great Joey Kenward, Sportsnet 650, Vancouver. Sports update and a viewer takeover coming up next. Scott Laughlin from Sirius XM NHL Radio in Hour 2. It is the RP Show on Game Plus Network, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Fun show today, as we knew it would be. We'll carry it over into hour two. The Moose will rejoin us. There's a lot of great questions and comments that have come in on the 902 text line. And we'll get to those next uh, segment, okay? Just not, not out of time here. Breaking news from this Monday, the Arizona Cardinals have fired coach Cliff Kingsbury and parted ways as well with general manager Steve Keim after a dreadful season that saw unwanted headlines, a serious knee injury to star quarterback Connor Murray, and lots of losing. The 43-year-old Kingsbury, who just signed a contract extension last year, finishes his tenure four seasons, his record 28-37-1. This season... Four and 13. That's the head coach out. The 50-year-old general manager, Steve Keim, also received a contract extension last season. He's been with the Cardinals since 1999 and served as the team's general manager since 2013. He took a medical leave of absence in December, but the team didn't elaborate on the reason. Kingsbury joins a long list of names who couldn't win enough games for one of the NFL's least successful franchises. The Cardinals haven't won a championship since 1947 and have never had a coach last more than six seasons. Yeah, it's a tough one <clears throat> for the Cards. Tough luck franchise, as I said. I would say them and the Vikings have the worst, most hard luck franchises. Ryan in Saratoga, New York, would say it's the Jets, but at least you've won one in the era of color television. There are only four games on the NHL slate tonight, three involving Canadian teams. The Edmonton Oilers are in Los Angeles. Montreal Canadiens host the Seattle Kraken, who have won four in a row. And the Ottawa Senators host the Nashville Predators. They've won three in a row. In the fourth game, the Buffalo Sabres welcome the Philadelphia Flyers. Canada will play host to Sweden today in the under-18 Women's World Hockey Championship. Caitlin Kramer scored two goals and added a helper as Canada opened the tourney Sunday by trouncing Finland 8-0. Uh, hey, how about the NBA? Here come the Hawks! Trey Young scored 30 points and the visiting Atlanta Hawks sent the reeling LA Clippers to their sixth, uh, sorry, season worst sixth straight loss on Sunday. 112-108 Atlanta over the Clippers. 
Kawhi Leonard had 29 for L.A. Raptors have the day off today following a convincing 117-105 victory over the visiting Portland Trailblazers Sunday. The 17-23 Raptors will host the Charlotte Hornets Tuesday and Thursday. And they close out their hometown Saturday with a game against the Atlanta Hawks. Here come the Hawks. This sports update for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Strange World starring Jake Gyllenhaal. He lends his voice to Searcher Clade, the son of a steadfast explorer. The original action-adventure journeys deep into an uncharted and treacherous land where fantastical creatures await the legendary Clades, a family of explorers whose experiences threaten to topple their latest and by far most crucial mission. In theaters now, Landmark Cinemas featuring Jake Gyllenhaal. Last minute of play in hour one. Well, what did we do in hour one? What do we always do? We put the weekend and Sunday to bed. We'll look ahead to Monday night. Now, from Craig, our director of scouting, Craig Smith, writes in, he says, the attendance for yesterday's game was listed at 4761. Rod and the boys would know the capacity, but I believe it's 6,000. We talking about the Pats game? It's 6,484. So at best, the arena was two-thirds full. You're talking about Connor Bedard's return to the Regina Pats lineup after winning World Junior Gold. Yeah, we can kick that around, too. Whatever you people want to talk about next hour, we'll get to it after this quick break on Game Plus and WQE. to youtube.com slash the rod peterson show now you gotta subscribe click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed